Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, January 15th. I'm Wayne Pratt. After last week's insurrection at the Capitol, we've heard many people wonder how it could have happened. But Karen Oresti of the Anti-Defamation League draws a clear line to President Trump's rhetoric over the last four years. I don't think folks really deeply wanted to understand the impact of of what that kind of leadership from that kind of bully pulpit has on uh, people over time. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt speaks with the regional leader of the league about the role hate speech played in last week's attack. Missouri is opening COVID-19 vaccines to public safety workers and more health care workers. And on Monday, anyone 65 and older and people with certain health conditions will also be eligible. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports. Only about 40 percent of healthcare workers have received their first dose of the coronavirus vaccine, but the state says it's prepared to move into the next phase. Anyone 65 and older, as well as anyone with an increased health risk, can get the shot on Monday. That's an additional 2.5 million Missourians. Governor Mike Parson says the demand for a vaccine is much greater than the supply the state has received, but Missouri is putting doses in arms as soon as possible. The supply is such an unknown because it's coming from the federal level, but the one thing I want to ensure all Missourians, there is a plan in place. We're executing that plan. The list of vaccine providers and locations will be made available online on Friday at mostopscovid.com. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri House of Representatives has canceled next week's session due to, quote, the rising number of COVID-19 cases in the building. Republican House leadership says members will be taking the week off out of an abundance of caution. At least one representative is in isolation after coming into close contact with someone who had the virus. Speaker Rob Viscovo, a Republican from Arnold, says the plan is for representatives to return the following week. The Senate is still scheduled to be in session next week. At least two people who attended the Illinois General Assembly's session in Springfield over the past week have tested positive. One was at the convention center where the Illinois House met. Another was at the Capitol complex in Springfield. That's where the state Senate conducted business. Contact tracing is being carried out. All who were in attendance are being told to self-quarantine and get tested. The Illinois Restaurant Association is calling on Governor J.B. Pritzker to allow indoor dining to resume. It has not been allowed in the state since last fall because of COVID-19 precautions. Pritzker announced earlier this week that he would unfreeze some restrictions now that it's been two weeks after the holidays. Just as regions moved into mitigations with a data-driven approach, beginning again on January 15th, they can move to lower tiers of mitigations. Currently, four of Illinois' 11 regions are eligible to transition to less restrictive rules, which would reopen businesses like movie theaters and allow for group fitness classes at gyms, but indoor dining would still not be allowed. At least 800 nursing home residents in St. Louis County tested positive for the virus in December. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. The latest positive coronavirus cases are among more than 4,700 reported in St. Louis County nursing homes since the pandemic began. A county report notes that at least 73 nursing home residents died from the coronavirus in December. More than half of the county's total coronavirus deaths have been from long-term care residents. Christopher Ave is a spokesperson for the St. Louis County Department of Public Health. He says while nursing homes have restrictions on outside visitors, they can't completely block the virus from their facilities. Whenever you have a high rate of transmission or increase in numbers of new cases in the community, there is a corresponding risk inside these residential homes. Ave says the county's nursing homes are working with local pharmacies to vaccinate workers and residents. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. For some observers, the mob at the U.S. Capitol last week was not surprising. Groups like the Anti-Defamation League have been warning about the dangers of hate speech for years. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt spoke with the League's Heartland Regional Office Director, Karen Oresti. They started the conversation by discussing the different racist and anti-Semitic symbols shown by the rioters. I think it scared people to death, and it should. Um, But that's what those symbols and those signs and the Confederate flags. That's what it's designed to do. It is designed to scare people. The problem is a lot of these movements do more than just scare. They encourage folks to commit violence. And if you go back to the events, for instance, in Charlottesville, with the shootings in Pittsburgh and Poway, Jews are always going to be in the mix. Jews are uh, the canary in the coal mine. By that, I mean Jews often suffer the attack first And then the danger follows for others. What we saw on Wednesday was a clear double standard between the police reaction to the Black Lives Matter protests of the summer and a violent white mob. What else did you see, especially considering your position, your perspective with the Anti-Defamation League? I think the St. Louis region has a unique take on uh, what folks saw at the Capitol. Because of the issues of Ferguson, the dynamic of community protest and police response, it was frankly one of the longest running, if not the longest running civil rights movements since the activities of the Montgomery bus boycott. There were protests every single day, but most people didn't care. Most people didn't have to watch it. Well, you couldn't avoid that if you were watching the news on Wednesday the 6th the same issues were there. The nature of activism, the nature of protest, peaceful versus violent, the interrelationship of policing with community, the optics. It was all so drastically different. You'd mentioned that the ADL wasn't really surprised. You know, what did y'all see that, you know, made it not necessarily surprising? Um, A consistent proposing uh, by the administration of policies designed to exclude policies in education, policies in immigration, policies in civil rights, you name it, it was all designed to limit as much as possible people's ability to succeed at at every level. I don't think folks really deeply wanted to understand the impact of, of what that kind of leadership from that kind of bully pulpit has on uh, people over time. Is what we saw at the Capitol the result of unchecked hate speech? Yeah, at a very basic level, it is. But it's part of layers of 
both intentional behavior and negligent follow-up, from hate speakers in the public square to those who did not do enough to raise alarm or limit them. What is the danger and what has come from leaving that hate speech unchecked? If we are xenophobic, if we are anti-immigrant and anti-refugee, if we are anti-anybody who's different, we are going to lose out in the long run. The problem is, as a broad society, we haven't figured that out yet. We don't learn it in school intentionally. We don't. And therefore, as we get older and older and older and we get into community, we don't have the confidence we need in order to cope with what's going on right now. And so we don't. We opt out. And that's what a lot of people have done over the last few years. We have talked about the nature of this administration and how we could watch the last four years happen, experience it, and only in the last week be eyes wide open about what happened. That was St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt speaking with Karen Oresti of the Anti-Defamation League. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.